Welcome or welcome back to the Variety Pack Podcast. I am your host, Rashad, and today I wanted to talk about a new anime that came out this year, Black Summoner. It is an isekai, and also, a little disclaimer, I found it on Crunchyroll, and it owned, and it had 11 episodes. Now, per season, I believe m- most isekais have like 12 12 is the standard. So this is pretty much the summary of the first 11 episodes. When episode 12 or more episodes come out, I will definitely be making a part two to talk more about, you know, season one or the final episode of season one. Just wanted to state that. So without further ado, let's start the show. another world thanks to the help of the goddess of reincarnation Melfina she is his guide into this new world to help him get acclimated or whatever but in this new world he needed you know skills to survive in the new world so Kelvin he gave up the memories of his past life in order to get special skills so he can be ready for this new world and me personally i i don't know man if i if i was in his shoes i don't know i would have to think real hard about that like you know what i'm saying memories of you know my family you know even the, the good ones the bad ones and the ugly ones I don't know if I'll just be so quick to give it up, but then if you go into a new world, starting a whole new life, you know, it'd be kind of rough because you'd probably be want to think about the memories, but I understand him trying to get new skills, but I'm just saying like, oh man, that's a, that's a, that's a tough choice. That's a tough choice. So I give him all the, all the respect for even making that choice. So. He gets reincarnated into this new world, and his servant, he could talk to her, but at this particular moment, he can't meet her yet face-to-face because he just got here, and he's not strong enough to summon her yet. So, he gets reincarnated, and he gets reincarnated into the town of Perth. Well, not to a, into the nation of Perth. think that's how you pronounce it Perth and you know he wakes up 
and he just like, oh, looks around, and the first thing he does is makes his way to the Adventures Guild. And when he gets to the Adventure Guild, Melvina tells him, yeah, you can't really tell these guys that you are a summoner. Because that's what he was. He was he was reincarnated into the new world. He was a summoner. And so he becomes a summoner. So Melfina tells Kelvin that, dude, you can't tell these people that you are a summoner because a summoner is a ultra rare job. It's typically one per nation. So to not bring attention to himself, he registers as a green mage that's rank F. So, you know, he, he, you know, off the rip, he's hiding his identity because, yeah, so I believe that if they sense that he's a summoner, you know, he would, it would complicate things and he just got here. So he trying to just lay low and be under the radar, which I can totally, totally understand. His first quest, you know, he has to deal with blue slimes that's nearby and he uses and he finds them in the nearby forest and he has an ability called I believe it's called the appraising eye it's a little blue kind of eye looks like a blue Sharingan a little bit and that gives him the ability to read um, the enemy stats or the people's stats he come across so he can just read to see how strong or how weak they are and his first order of business is to try not to kill the blue slime is to it's three of them and he wants to make one of them his summon and he pretty much does this at first they put up a little bit of resistance and he was kind of taken aback but once he gets his bearings he quickly, you know what I'm saying, weakens it to the point where he can make a contract with it. Now, with the contracts, you have to both get consent, you know. So, he weakened it, and he was able to get his consent. So, he has, now he has the Blue Slime as his first party member, and... He goes, you know, he gets, he tells the guild, and he's quickly promoted to rank E after his first job. You know, then he goes on to his second job, and he comes across this guy, I think his name was Cashel, and he tells him about this black ghost knight, and, and he was like, oh man. And he was basically just, because Kelvin was the new guy, he was basically sort of picking on him to be like, okay, let's see how strong you is to go take down the, the Black Ghost Knight. And, you know, come to find out, Cashel, what he was doing, he was pretty much picking on the new guys and trying to, you know, basically he was a criminal, just picking on the new guys but he somehow got into the guild and he was able to, you know, rank up a little bit, 
rank up a little bit and come to find out he was actually a criminal. So, so Kelvin, he act, he takes Castro up on the offer like, okay, you want to see if I can go take down this black ghost knight? And Kelvin, he gets him in um, his slime, which, okay, by the way, is named Clotho? I think that's how you pronounce it. I could be probably butchering this name. I think his name is Clotho. Yeah, that's how you pronounce it. Um, so he goes and he, you know, he sees the Black Ghost Knight and he is like, and it's taking him back because he's he was actually a down-to-earth guy. He wasn't really, like, you know, he wasn't really, he didn't have no malice, you know, towards Kevin. He just came in and he would just started, Kelvin and him started talking and he was telling Kelvin about how he's guarding this area because of the previous king that he served and how, you know, his home has been taken away and stuff like that. So he was just sitting there guarding a place that, you know, he didn't have, the king was already dead and his, you know, his place was already gone. So, basically, he wants to, he tells Kevin, because Kevin just straight up asks him, like, man, um, I want to make you a summon, make you my second summon, and pretty much, I think, yeah, the knight's name is Gerald, his name is Gerald, and Gerald's like, okay, I don't mind serving another king, and He's like, he's basically just test Kelvin, like, okay, let's see how strong you are. You walk up in here, let me see what you got. And Gerald, man, he gave it all he got, man. He was, he that was Kelvin's first real test straight, straight out the gate. Because Gerald, even though he was a nice dude down to earth or whatever, really wasn't trying to kill Kelvin. He still gave it all he got, you know what I'm saying? So you got to respect it, you know? In the end... Kelvin was able to come to an agreement and they was able to make a contract. So so now he has first very first beginning, I believe this is episode two. He has the slime and now he has the black ghost knight as his two quick summons going going on. Then, Kel- then Kelvin, moving on, Kelvin meets the guild master, Leo. And the one thing I know about that I learned in anime, when you see an older guy in anime, you already know he going to be OP. So, you know, because the one thing Kelvin does when he first meets someone, like I said, he uses his appraising eye and he scans and he scanned Leo when he first met him and I'm just like oh yeah he the guild master so he know he was he had S rank A rank I think the lowest he had on his thing was B rank I could be mistaken but yeah so he meets guild master Leo and they talk about the return of the demon king and how the monsters have become more stronger and more violent because of the Demon King's revival is nearby. So, 
basically Gear Master Leo was like, oh, we have the heroes deal with the Demon King, but I want you to deal with the monsters. So basically, that's what that's what it was. He said, oh, I'll give you a special rank B because then Guildmaster Leo, he figured out that Kelvin was a summoner, so that's why he was, that's why he, and he saw how strong he was when he first met him, so that's why he gave him the rank B without really too much, you know, too much worrying, you know, and Kelvin, he goes on to get his next party member which is a half human and a half elf girl that he names Ephil and she has the curse I believe it's the curse of the fire dragon king one of the one of the five dragon kings and she, every time she would touch someone she would set them on fire or every time someone touched her she would set them on fire so she was cursed but my man Kelvin he was able to to get using his stored up skill points he was able to get in spell to break the curse I forgot the spell's name I forgot the name but he was able to get a spell to break her curse and you talking about somebody that was happy she was ecstatic she trains with you know Kelvin and every and the slime and she quickly ranks up to level D I believe yeah the whole party ranks up to level no, no, excuse me. She ranks up to level D. Um, Kelvin is already level B, like I stated before. Excuse me for that. So, so she quickly ranks up to level D. She also, even though she was cursed, she's still a she's able. She has an ability called Fire Dragon King's Grace, to where she uses bow and arrows. And she could set them on fire, like I say, using the king's grace. So that's cool. She she's a she could be she's a long range fighter because she uses bow and arrows as one of her main weapons. So yeah, you see, Ephil is coming along pretty good, and she's loving it, man. Cause imagine being sold off and slave, and oh man, I can imagine how 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 crazy that is how terrible that life is so my man comes along and saves her she you know what I'm saying she gets her curse lifted and you know she's able to gain some skills to now she's able to help Kelvin in battle so that's cool that's cool and Kelvin he just moseys on next adventure he he has a new job investigating a dungeon looking for a demon and who does he meet 
he gets to the dungeon and he meets a S rank demon named Victor. He's an arch demon named Victor. And he happens to be guarding the demon king's daughter. Well, the previous demon king's daughter. And he came and he wants all the smoke. So, yeah. He wants all the smoke. And, you know, Kelvin and the party, he he was not bullshit. He was not bullshitting with them. He was not no pushover. Actually, to beat this guy, they had to combine they had to combined attacks to beat this guy and he was finally able to be taken down but not after showing you know said showing what he could do he was man he was he I think he has the nickname of the glutton so he was just like man he was on it man that was a really tough challenge for Kelvin even tougher than Gerald the knight, the black knight. So, and after, because we find out, we get a little, after his defeat, we get a little bit of a backstory on the arch demon Victor. He was actually, you know, protecting, you know, working for the previous demon king. I think his name was Gustav. Yeah, I think that was the previous demon, demon king's name, Gustav. He was working for Gustav, and he was protecting um, Sarah. That's the demon king's daughter's name. He was protecting her because, you know, if anybody figured out where his on the demon king's daughter was, they would come and attack. You know, so Victor was tasked with protecting her, making sure she's safe. And his last dying wish was for Kelvin to let her join the party. So now, quick, this man has three new party members. You know, he ain't getting, he ranking up quick. He's getting it in. He's getting it in, boy. Then, after that battle with Victor, he's now a rank A. So my man Kelvin is shooting for the stars, man. He's then after Sarah joins the party, she gets a new armor that was crafted from Victor's armor called the Queen's Terror. So now she's like, oh now I feel like Victor is fighting along, you know, fighting alongside me, because I'm thinking Victor, man, he just this. I'm thinking, evil dude got this chick because he had, he had a uh, strung up in the dungeon. So I'm thinking, but come to find out, he wasn't. You know, he he basically lied and was like, oh, Kelvin, I'm a eater. Then whatever, but that wasn't true. So yeah, when you think about it, eh, Victor, he wasn't so bad. Once we got the backstory, he he wasn't so bad. He was a stand-up dude, and he had a last request, and Kelvin, he took her in. So, like I said, he has Ephil, he has the slime, Clotho. Now he has Sarah, the Demon King's daughter. 
So my man done got three quick allies just that fast. So my man Kelvin, he goes, he sets off to a to a new country called Toraj. He sets off into a new country in search of, because this man was like, I want some rice. He was just hard up for some freaking rice. I'm just like, dude. So yeah, he's a big fan of rice. And he went to Taraj in search of the rice. And he also wanted to show Sarah more of the world because she was, all she knew was the castle. I couldn't really go nowhere. Couldn't really do anything. So she was kind of like sheltered, basically. So now she's seeing all this stuff. She's getting excited about the water, about going fishing, about different, you know, foods and everything. And on the way to Taraj, Kelvin and the party, they encounter a band of thieves called the Black Wind. And you know, Sarah, she jumps out, and Kelvin, he ain't even, because he saw their levels, he was like, man, I ain't even got to break a sweat with these cats. I am going to let the new party member get her feet wet and see what she could do. And she just makes quick work of them, you know. Somebody that's like, oh, the Demon King's daughter, she... She lives up to her titles like, oh, yeah, she, it wasn't really no sweat for her at all. It wasn't really no sweat for her at all. Kelvin, you know, on, he finally reaches Taraj. He reaches the Adventure Guild, and he meets with Guildmaster Miss, who's, you know, and she tells him the Black Wind it was like the leader is named Kristoff. He's level 70. And Kelvin, he's just like, man, level 70, man, he ain't nothing. So come to find out, the black wind, they're, you know, they're into the slave trade. And they, oh, man. So that's, so you see more slaves. Then when Kelvin and the party finally does come face to face with Christopher, Kristoff, and the other guys, you already know what happens. They are no match. They're literally no match for this guy, for Kelvin and his, and his party, who, like I said, has been putting in major, major work. So, and then Kelvin... At the end of this part, he meets the four heroes, and they mistake him for some thug or some bandit or whatever. They didn't even recognize that he was, because they sent Kelvin and his party ahead of the four heroes, because they was also sent to investigate, you know, the Black Wind. So... 
So Kelvin, he's he sees he sees them and he's like, oh, I got a challenge for y'all. He wants, oh yeah, but before that, he rescues two. He rescues slave a slave lady named Ely, I think that was her name, and her daughter Luca. And um, so basically, and then Luca, the daughter, she vouches for Kelvin and his party not being thugs and telling the heroes this these are the ones who saved me so like i said kelvin he and he's so he finally meets them and you know get their names i forgot their names and um he challenges them to a four a 4 v a 4v1 so he meets them after rescuing the slaves he talks to him he's like he wants to do a 4v1 because he wants to see how he does get his skills up in group battles you know so he wants to see how strong am i going one versus four can i do it and the heroes are so the heroes they just like oh okay you want to battle us And the heroes have something called fairy magic to where I know one of them is three girls and a guy. It's one have the um, dark fairy magic. I think another one has like ice or water fairy magic. Um, one has, he uses fairy magic with his sword. Cause he has the guy. He has a dual. He has dual wield swords that he can combine into one big one, I believe. And um, I forgot what the other fairy magic was. Um. So yeah. And I'm sitting here looking at this battle. Now the first half. First half. Kelvin was. He was. He was. He was dogging him. He was dogging them, and then the heroes came up with a plan, and they trapped Kelvin into a ice temple spell. So, and then Kelvin he breaks out of it using. Let me go back. He breaks out of it because at the beginning he has he had got a new. A new power it's like a glove that lets you copy other people's moves so he copied the hero that had I think it was the one that had the um, dark fairy magic so he copied her it was something that because he could speed something that she had that she could speed up when you do like long drawn-out spells you have like um, more than one step like multi-step you know to to actually activate the spell so with this with this new power that Kelvin took from one of the heroes it was one of the female heroes the one in the witch's hat yeah that's that's the one she had a witch's hat on and he took her spell 
and when he got trapped into the ice ice temple spell he was able to speed up the spell that he had come that he had he had came up with because it was a multi multi step spell but having this um i think it was some type of mental spell that one of the heroes possessed where yeah i forgot the exact name of it so he used that spell to speed up and break out of the the ice temple he and the spell was called radius crossfire he just was like yeah i'm not staying in here they were just so surprised like how the hell he get out of this so you know i'm thinking yo he's you know he's flexing on me but just that one time they in and he was impressed that they was able to incapacitate him because even for a little bit because he wasn't you know because he is level he is levels above the heroes he's levels above the heroes so so they he was just like oh man y'all got you was able to put me in this spell and and he, he had to work a little bit to get out of it i will say that he had to work a little bit to get out of it so after the sparring match you know the heroes they have they have lunch and they go off on their travels because the heroes was here for another, a whole another reason but they but they saw but Toya, that's, I forgot, yeah, that's the male hero's name. He is, he heard somebody had needed help, so he heard about the Black Wind, and that's how they got caught up in the, with the Black Wind situation in the first place, trying to go and, you know, investigate that. Because they weren't even supposed to be there. They were supposed to be doing something else to get a boat to go somewhere else to another continent, I believe it was. Yeah, that's what it was. So, Kelvin, after the sparring match, Kelvin, he meets with the leader of Toraj. So, I think her, how you pronounce this, Subaki Fujiwara. She gives her thanks to him for defeating the black wind so she's like so basically as her thanks she gives him a banquet and he can have all he finally my man finally gets his rice he finally gets his rice and my man you talking about my man started grubbing oh he was grubbing man he was grubbing and grubbing hard. So the so the party finally returns to Parth. And what happens? My man Kale, he flexes and buys a house for the party. You know, cause the first, you know, couple episodes, he was sleeping, you know, in a hotel or whatever so now he finally has his own house 
you know, he got up enough skills and skill points and money, yeah, money, to purchase a, a nice big mansion. So, yeah, I'm like, yo, they finally got a crib. I was I was happy to see them. Like, yo, now everybody's comfortable. They got their own room. They can stretch out and, you know, do their thing. So he buys them a house. But the big thing, he is finally, finally, because it's been a couple episodes now, he's finally able to physically manifest the goddess of reincarnation, Melfina. Because I remember I told you guys at the beginning, when he first met her, she was a voice and, you know, he couldn't really see her in person. He could just just hear her and that's it. And he could feel, like, her emotions and all that, but he couldn't really physically see her and touch her until he was strong enough to summon her. So now he's strong enough to summon her and, yo, he finally summons her and she comes man and i gotta say i gotta say man melfina is she's waifu material because when i think about all the i haven't really watched that many other isekais i'm thinking hmm could she be my number one for isekai but nah i don't know it depends but I'm getting off topic, but yeah, so she's like, yeah, she is, she is definitely a contender for a wife, I will say that, so the next day after being able to summon her, Melfina gives Kelvin a reward for finally being strong enough to summon her. The grace, the reward is called the grace of Melfina. And it has two effects. One is, once a month, it will completely prevent damage from a wound that would otherwise be fatal. Now, that one by itself, even though it's once a month, that's still OP. Then she says the second one is the ability to summon heroes. So my man can summon his own heroes now. That is crazy. later, Melfina talks, she tells Kelvin about the Demon Kings and they possess a special skill I think it's called Papias? Papias? Something, I'm probably butchering the name forgive me it has two effects multiplies the evil within so much to the point where it warps their personality and it nullifies all damage. So Kelvin hears this and he's like, how in the hell are we supposed to defeat 
something like the Demon King, if he has these two abilities plus way more, and Melfina tells him when you summon somebody from another world comes, they're able to nullify the demon's invincibility to where you can fight them. So that's cool. So that's why they have to have heroes from another world because the people I believe in this world they can't really fight him because he just yeah and she tells she tells Kelvin they're talking about the hero how to, how to summon a hero she says two ways you could they could teleport here or they can be reincarnated. And you know, Kelvin, you see he is visibly, like he's having a, a crisis with it all because he's like, man, I don't know if it's right to just summon someone here and to and force them to be a hero. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know if it's right. So he's like, because the four heroes they were summoned they were i believe they were teleported you know into the you know they didn't so they were teleported had all their memories and stuff and he felt bad because he didn't want them to just be forced to be but kelvin he was reincarnated so you see it's two different ways the heroes the four heroes were teleported and Kelvin he was reincarnated so Melfina tells him oh would you feel better with uh, you know somebody being reincarnated like you was and he goes and he has he's more accepting of the reincarnation part he's more accepting of the reincarnation than the teleportation so Kelvin finally summons his first hero with the reincarnation method. The hero's name is Rio Sekai. So the next day, moving on, they do training, do a little bit of training in a nearby purple forest you know, to help Rio level up. But he also brings along the servants. Remember the two, the um, the woman and the little girl I told you about named um, Ely and Luca. So when Kelvin brought the mansion, he hired them as servants or maids. So he brings them to the training session in the forest because he says just in case something happened I don't want you to be in bad shape you know so get a, get your levels up so if it comes to that you won't be just totally useless in the face of battle which it's understandable man that's totally understandable so that's totally understandable the party, they happen to encounter a 
they happen to encounter what you call a shadow wolf, which is the, the name by itself just sounds so freaking cool. And, you know, Kelvin, he ain't tripping. You know, Luca, she's a little scared, you know. So, he wastes no time, none at all, making it, a, making a contract with it. Basically, he uses, um, he uses gravity to hold it down. It was, I think it's called air pressure. He uses air pressure to hold it down and make a contract with it. And he pretty much gives it to Rio as his battle companion. So that's cool. So now Rio, she has a companion. So that's cool, man. And she names it Alex. She names it Alex. Then we move and we see some bandits have been lurking and they're surrounding the mansion and so this is Alex and Rio's first test as partners you know cause they see all these bandits Kelvin ain't gotta go out there uh, Sarah ain't gotta go out there Gerald like so they just be like okay this is you guys' first real test Let's see what you got. So, Kelvin gives Rio her first sword, the resonating myth mithril sword. The bandits seem to be somehow connected to the Black Wing. Alex and Rio, man. They break no sweat. They break no sweat, man. So then we cut to, we see Zill Trison, Emperor of the militant nation of Trison. He calls a round table to discuss the Black Wind's failure. So I'm guessing that Trison and the Black Wind are somehow connected, working together. This is what I'm, you know, as I'm watching, I'm just like, oh, what's going on with here? So it seems like the nation of Gong, Taraj, and Deramis are forming an alliance against the nation or Trison, and they're just like... And they're like, oh, man. So it's like they are looking at it like, oh, man, what if we have to go to war with three nations, you know? And then a few members of, because it's the five generals, but it's four there at the time. So a couple of the guys at the table, they're like, okay, screw it. Let's just go to war. If we got to go to war. So they just like gung-ho, and then you have some say, nah, man, let's not be too hasty about this war thing. So you have basically a tie between half of the round table wanting war and the other half not wanting war. <coughs> Excuse me. 
excuse me. So then they have to get a tiebreaker from I think the fifth, the fifth general. I think, I think his name is Cleve or whatever. And so we see him in the back room, but he don't actually come to the table and talk to and actually break the tie. So moving on. So we see at the beginning of the next mission, Kelvin and his party are in the southwest of Gong, is how you pronounce it. I'm probably butchering it. In the Crest Forest to investigate an elf village. They meet the elder of the elf village, Nelris. He says, King Leonhard tells Elris about a powerful monster or monsters kidnapping elves. The monsters and their servants seem to be from Trison. So as you can see, Trison is out here making moves man i ain't mad i'm not mad they out here making moves and they all about strengthening their military power which i can't even be mad at and you know and i believe it all definitely stems from kelvin and his and his party taking down the black wind they're trying to you know get some revenge and all that good stuff you know so the so to begin we see Ephil using long range attacks to begin the assault on the monsters and the people the soldiers from try so you have monsters and you have the regular soldiers working together to try to take these elves and that's where Kelvin and his people come in as you know protect them yada 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 so we see like I said we see Ephel using an S rank weapon long long range using a shadow bow arrows that makes no noise and they disappear on impact you know then the rest of you got Sarah she jumping in um, and you got uh, Rio and Alex they jumping in and as you can imagine what am I about, what am I about to say they were no match for Kelvin and the squad, man. Because, like I told you guys, Kelvin is out here leveling, leveling up. His party's getting stronger. He's getting stronger. Yeah, man. Yeah, so they just no match for Kelvin and his people. So they bring out 
this S-ranked giant. Giant monster. And oh, I'm thinking, okay, so now Kelvin is going to have to step up because you got an S-ranked monster in the building. Now Kelvin or Sarah, somebody going to have to step up. Okay. So that's what I'm thinking. When I see that, I'm like, okay. But Melfina, she tells Rio and Alex to go do it. And I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, like, yo, Melfina, are you sure? Can they handle it? Not that I'm, you know, uh, downplaying my girl Rio and Alex. They've been putting in work, you know, in this short amount of time. But, like, this this cat is s rank. Can they handle it? So this is what I'm thinking in my head. So Alex, they combine their sword attacks because Rio has two she has two swords now and Alex the shadow wolf he has a sword so it's like a three sword attack that they use and they use an electric based attack called generate edge then he just like okay now he has a second form where he just engulfs him, he just engulfs in flames now. Then what happens? Alex and Rio does it, does the exact same move. And finally they have to do, they didn't one tap him, but they just, they two shot him. And I'm still surprised, I'm like, damn, S-Rank should put up a little bit more of a fight I'm like, man, Kelvin and his freaking party is too overpowered, man. They are too overpowered. I'm just like, dude. So they finished the job. And this is pretty much the last episode, episode 11. So they finished the job. And at the end of the last episode I saw, we see somebody attacks Kelvin. And who is it? It's one of the five generals. I think his name was Tristan. I be- Yeah, I believe that's what his name was. His name was Tristan. So, when I come back for my episode 12 review I will be talking because I'm thinking this is just my speculation on the next episode I'm thinking him and Kelvin gonna have to go mano a mano because if he's one of the five generals of Trison the militant nation that's trying to that's trying to do you know what I'm saying trying to go to war with everybody he's definitely he definitely Kelvin is definitely going to have to fight this dude. Um, so, yeah, you know, and, and we all know my man Kelvin, he, he's a battle junkie. He reminds me of, you know, Luffy in a sense of he just he loves to fight. And then, you know, and Goku loves to fight. So, I'm definitely expecting Kelvin and Tristan 
one of the five generals to go mano a mano and you know he might have backup because he's one of the generals so he might have backup but man this might be a hellified way to end season one but man so far i've had a blast watching black summoner man and i will be back for the final episode of season one and i'm expecting a season two because you know season two i'm thinking probably gonna be more fights and you know we're probably gonna get more information on the other nations more in-depth information so yeah i'm excited for episode 12 i think it comes out saturday so if it comes out saturday at the latest expect the review on that episode to be monday of next week at the latest but yeah like i said man i had um i had a a a good time watching black summoner i know i forgot some of the names of the heroes uh man but other than man i had a fun you know just you know doing this review and everything and man i'm looking forward to more episodes in season two because you know kelvin he's a he's a likable protagonist and you know my girl melfina and um clotho the slime and gerald man gerald hey he is hilarious i love his character man my girl sarah you know so yeah i'm just excited for more of this and i'm gonna dig deeper to find more isekai animes that i can get into because yeah isekai is a pretty fun genre to to look into other than just shonen so yeah but like i said be on the lookout for episode 12 review and hopefully sooner whenever season two comes out man be on the lookout for black summoner season two uh, i don't think they have a date yet but yeah i will definitely be talking about more black summoner in the future so yeah and i appreciate you guys for listening and tuning in this is your boy rashad the host of the variety pack podcast I am out.